Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 9th of January 2023 and this will be based on reporting by Hack News, Dark Read and Bleeping Computer. In InfoSec news this week, the Russian cyber espionage group known as Turla have been observed piggybacking on former attack infrastructure used by decade-old strains of malware to deliver its own reconnaissance and backdoor tools in order to target entities in Ukraine. Google-owned Mandiant, which is tracking the operation under the uncategorized cluster moniker UNC4210, said the hijacked servers in question correspond to a variant of commodity malware called Andromeda, also known as Gamaru, which was uploaded to VirusTotal way back in 2013. To quote, UNC4210 re-registered at least three expired Andromeda command and control domains and began profiling victims to selectively deploy Kapilowak and Quiet Canary back in September 2022. Mandiant researchers have said in analysis published last week that Turla, also known by the names Iron Hunter, Krypton, Orberos, Venom Bear and Waterbug, are an elite nation-state outfit that primarily targets government, diplomatic and military organisations using a large set of custom malware. Since the onset of Russia's military invasion in Ukraine in February last year, the Adversarial Collective has been linked to a string of credential phishing and reconnaissance efforts aimed at entities located in the country. In July last year, Google's Threat Analysis Group revealed that Turla created a malicious Android application to supposedly help pro-Ukrainian hacktivists launch distributed denial-of-service attacks against Russian sites. The latest discovery from Mandiant shows that Taylor has been stealthily co-opting older infections as malware distribution mechanisms, not to mention taking advantage of the fact that Andromeda spreads via infected USB devices. To quote, USB spreading malware continues to be a useful vector to gain initial access into organizations. In the incident analyzed by Mandian, an infected USB stick is said to have been inserted into an unnamed Ukrainian organization back in December 2021, ultimately leading to the deployment of a legacy Andromeda artifact on the host, launching a malicious LNK file masquerading as a folder within the USB drive. The threat actor then repurposed one of the dormant domains that were part of Andromeda's defunct C2 infrastructure, which it re-registered in January last year, to profile the victim by delivering the first stage Kapilowak dropper, a JavaScript-based reconnaissance utility. Two days later, the attack proceeded to the final phase with the execution of a .NET-based implant dubbed Quiet Canary, also known as Tunnus, resulting in the exfiltration of files created after January 1st, 2021. The tradecraft employed by Taylor in this instance dovetails with prior reports of the group's extensive victim profiling efforts coinciding with the Russia-Ukrainian war, potentially helping it tailor its follow-up exploitation efforts to harvest information of interest to Russia. It's also one of the rare instances where a hacking unit has been identified targeting victims of a different malware campaign in order to meet its own strategic goals, while also obscuring its role in the process. Quote, this novel technique of claiming expired domains used by widely distributed financially motivated malware can enable follow-on compromises at a wide variety of entities. Further, older malware and infrastructure may be more likely to be overlooked by defenders triaging a wide variety of alerts. A high-security vulnerability, dubbed CVE-2022-23529, has been discovered in the popular JSON Web Token, also referred to as JWT, an open-source encryption project, which could be used by attackers to achieve remote code execution on a target encryption server. The JWT open standard defines a method of transferring information securely by encoding and signing JSON data. According to researchers at Palo Alto Networks Unit 42, an exploit for the vulnerability results 
results in the server verifying a maliciously crafted JSON web token request. This issue poses a threat to all who are using JWT versions prior and including 8.5.1. The patch version of the package is 9.0.0, according to a January the 9th posting from Unit 42. Rather than bypassing authentication or authorization mechanisms, this bug provides a way for a potential attacker to gain control over a key retrieval parameter of the jwt.verify function, also known as secret or public key. As the use of open source software, or OSS, continues to grow, so does cyber attacker interest in using software components and packages like JWT as an attack vector. The author of this release adds that teams should take a regular look at the security advisories and pages of the OSS projects that they use to keep up to date on bugs and look at implementing software composition analysis tools to help track all the open source packages and modules used by a project in order to inform the process. And it has recently been observed that the GootKit loader malware operators are running a new SEO poisoning campaign which abuses the VLC media player to infect healthcare entities with Cobalt Strike beacons. The campaign's goal appears to be to deploy Cobalt Strike post-exploitation toolkits on infected devices for initial access to the corporate networks. From there, the remote operators can perform network scans, move laterally through the network, steal account credentials and files alongside deploying more dangerous payloads such as ransomware. GootKit Loader, more commonly known as Goot Loader, began delivering Cobalt Strike on systems last summer in a similar search engine result poisoning campaign. Goot Loader has been associated with ransomware infections several times, with the malware having a resurgence back in 2020 through a high-profile collaboration with the Revil Group. In a new report issued by Trend Micro, researchers explain that Gootloader's recent campaign uses SEO poisoning to inject its malicious websites into Google search results in order to target specifically the Australian healthcare industry. The campaign started back in October last year and managed to rank highly in search results for medical-related keywords, such as agreement, hospital, health and medical, in a variety of orders, combined with Australian city names. SEO poisoning is a tactic which cybercriminals have increasingly employed, creating many posts on legitimate sites which include links to the threat actors' websites. As search engine spiders index these legitimate sites and see the same URL repeatedly, they will then add them to the search engine results for the associated keywords. As a result, these search terms often rank quite highly in Google search results. The sites used by GoopKit are commonly hacked websites with JavaScript scripts injected to display fake Q&A forums to visitors coming from search engine results. These fake Q&A forums will contain an answer to a question that links to an associated searched-for resource, such as an agreement template or a Word document. However, these links are malware, which then infects users' devices. Cobalt Strike is usually a precursor to ransomware attacks, but in this case observed by Trend Micro, the researchers did not have the opportunity to capture the final payload. A link library sideloading vulnerability in VLC Media Player was used in attacks by Chinese state-sponsored hackers back in April last year. These vulnerabilities are believed to have led to the Media Player being banned in India. Ultimately, the best way to avoid being infected is to only download files from trusted sources, enable file extensions so that you can see actual file names, and avoid clicking on files with dangerous extensions. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.